Welcome to David Clark's We Are Superman podcast, episode number 147. I am your host, Bill Stahl. I am excited that the Olympics have begun, and we are now seeing some of the world's best athletes showing off what they have trained not for four years for, but for five years. While I get stoked to see the track and field, basketball, soccer, and so-called mainstream sports, I'm also excited, and I hope NBC gives us the opportunity to see those seldom-seen sports like kayaking, archery, surfing, skateboarding, fencing, which I personally like a lot, boxing, martial arts, etc., and NBC doesn't just jam us full of gymnastics, swimming, and beach volleyball, which are all fine, but I love to see those other sports that we will never otherwise appear on our TV screens. I had a great chat with Mandy Podlesny, who is a keto coach. Mandy suffered a freakish knee injury that sent her life spiraling downward for more than a decade. She had surgeries, tried all sorts of meds, went through the whole frustrating healthcare system mill that some of us have become all too familiar with, and none of it worked. Been there, done that too. She was miserable and found herself entering some dark places in her head too. She felt like shit, looked like shit. Until one day she got a make-up, a wake-up call of sorts from her father, of all people, and she finally resolved to take control and find the way to get better, and she found out about ketones. The results were almost immediate and rather astounding. She focused on eating meat, vegetables, and healthy fats. Her inflammation drastically diminished and her energy skyrocketed, leading to a complete turnaround in her outlook on life. You'll hear her infectious enthusiasm and ebullience in our chat. Mandy has made sharing her journey her life's mission so as many others as possible can enjoy the same benefits she does. It was very interesting. I learned a lot in our really fun chat. For those of you who are whole food plant-based and or endurance athletes, I also asked her how to fit keto into your worlds. And you'll hear she's not pushing this on anyone or imposing dauntingly strict standards on anyone who wants to experience similar transformations. She's all about being, as David Clark always strove to be, a happiness warrior. First, remember to register for the American Heroes Run on September 10th and 11th in Longmont, Colorado, which honors first responders, military service people, and veterans, and those lives lost on September 11th, 2001. The splendid motto of the races is patriotism without politics, something I think we can all embrace. Distances include 5K, 9.11 mile, half marathon, marathon, 9 hour and 11 minutes, 24 hours, and 100 miles. There is also a virtual option, so sign up for any race and get a race shirt, finisher award, and certificate. You can register for any distance at ultrasignup.com, searching for American Heroes Run, and I'll also include the exact link in the show notes. And I still have room in the American Heroes Run Challenge. Let's get your summer running goals in gear. There are two categories. The first is Couch to American Heroes Run. You can be starting from ground zero up to being capable of completing a 5K run now. Our goal will be get you will be to get you to complete the 9.11-mile run or the half marathon, either in person or virtually. The second category is Couch to Marathon or More. Not literally from the couch, but getting you to ramp up to completing either the American Heroes Run Marathon, 24-hour, or 100 miles. Since we started this right after Independence Day, the cost is only $76 per month. And for that, you'll receive personal coaching from me, 50% off any of the American Heroes Run races, which is worth anywhere from $25 to $87.50, and a copy of your choice of one David Clark book, either Out There, Broken Open, or Eat, Shit, and Die. A great value for sure. And But remember, I will only take 10 runners, so reach out to me ASAP to join the challenge. Contact me at silly underscore billy at msn.com by email or via Facebook or Instagram messengers, which are all in the, in the show notes. Now, here is Mandy Podlesny and me. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Hi. Nice to meet you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. No, this is so cool having you out here. And um, not out here. You're in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and yes. uh, dealing with the Heat and Humidity Festival down there, right? 
Oh, it is intense for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in Colorado where it's nice and dry. However, it's also very smoky right now. Um, I was on my morning run and you can barely see the mountains. It's it's pretty gross what's going on, all the smoke blowing in from the West Coast. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, it, it's not humidity and palmetto bugs, but it's uh, it, it's ugly nevertheless. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's cool because, you know, a lot of my listeners are, you know, hear me talk a lot about whole food plant-based diets and you are in the keto world. So this is uh, very different. And I I love to be able to present opposing views. So not opposing, but different views, I should say. Um, (laughs) You know, I I may have opposing views uh, for people on here politically, and that's a whole different kind of thing. But but tell me, how did you, you get into this line here? Well, before I get into that, definitely the only diet that works is the one you will do for you. That is something that I teach. So while I do teach keto, ketosis, and get all jazzed up about that, I keto and burrito just to clarify that as well. Um, But the reason why that I really ultimately got into this space is through my own autoimmune health challenges that started when I was 19. Um, bent down to pick up a shoe, tore my meniscus, went in for routine meniscus repair, and then uh, never healed and then bounced back and forth to some doctors for a couple months, finally had a reef vision of the meniscal tear. And then the second I woke up, my entire body was swollen. So I've been dealing with autoimmune inflammatory disease for the greater portion of the last 15 years. So that's where I started. Um, And then through that journey, um, I had been playing with diets, education myself, educating myself on supplements and diets and wellness tactics to really mitigate that inflammation. Um, But, you know, I was in the cycle of on again, off again, like emotionally eating just because I've been frustrated, um, you know, just having really poor food relationship issues and trying everything under the sun to make sure that I was healing and doing the things, but nothing was really working until um, one day I actually stumbled upon somebody posting about pure therapeutic ketones, which is ultimately a drink that puts you in ketosis. And I didn't really know, I heard a little bit about ketosis, but I didn't really know how it would be applicable to me because most people look into the keto diet or diets in general for weight loss, but not really inflammation issues. Right. So, um, and it was one of those things where I look back on and I honestly have no idea why I reached out to her posting about drinking pure therapeutic ketones, which ultimately gets you in a therapeutic state of ketosis without having to do an aggressive diet. Um, and I just, I had no money at the time I was living in Manhattan, recovering from joint replacement surgeries. Um, and I had to pay a credit card to buy a $50 packet of this stuff. And I was like, whatever, I don't know. I just knew I needed to have it for some reason. She sent it to me, tore a half pack, took a, tore it open, did a half pack of it. And it ultimately lit me up like a Christmas tree. Um, meaning I was so chronically fatigued. I couldn't, um, keep my eyes open or do anything functional at all for longer than four hours. Um, yeah, I was so significantly inflamed from a clerical error with my medication. My roommates were like helping me to the bathroom, um, while I was waiting for that medication and I drank this and I actually didn't need my medication. It felt like my body just went (sighs) like, I just could just relax. This happened Um, the very first time you drank this. The very first time. And I, yeah, it's crazy. And listen, I'm not here to, that was the journey first and foremost. So it was like, okay, what is this powder? Like I have tried, when I tell you I tried everything I'm saying, I tried literally, if you sent me something about inflammation, I was buying it and swallowing it and trying the things and also trying to do a diet. Um, so this worked immediately and, um, it was like awesome, but I kept staying on it and I was like, okay, what is this? What is this? What is So I started to explore what the power of drinking ketones was, but also getting yourself into a natural state of ketosis, meaning your body's actually producing ketones as well. Um, and I just did all this research and found out that being in a state of ketosis is not just for burning your body fat for fuel, but it's a metabolic state for healing, for, um, energy focus, um, 
and all of these amazing benefits that getting your body in ketosis actually does for you, but people don't get into ketosis nutritionally or by drinking like nutritionally because you don't stay on the diet for so long. So thus started my whole exploration and certifications and education on the power of ketones, not only drinking them, I love selling them and I love, you know, I'm a brand ambassador for the company that I work for, but that's just one piece of the puzzle. We can't just expect to drink pure therapeutic ketones, reap the benefits of ketosis, and then continue to eat pizza. So So, so let me just stop you for one second, Mandy, and have you take a step backward to explain what what are ketones? What is ketosis? Because a lot of people may have heard those terms, but maybe don't understand what those are. Yeah. So your body produces ketones when there's no carbohydrates in your body. So you, the way to deplete your glycogen stores is by fasting or running a whole bunch, doing combination of the boat, that and also severely restricting your carbohydrates. So you haven't, so your body starts to produce these ketones. But again, the problem with that is most people uh, don't stick to the diet long enough, which takes six to eight weeks to get into an actual therapeutic state of ketosis, meaning your body's producing enough ketones that it's healing and therapeutic for your body and you're seeing results. So, so, so you can't do that short term. I mean, I, and what I'm thinking of here is, when I started running marathons, and I'm talking back in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, you, we always talked about carbo loading, and you still yes. hear that term, and not, not as many people do it as much anymore. But back then, the theory was for three days, you didn't eat carbs. And, and it's basically, your, your system would become like a sponge wanting to absorb all those carbohydrates when you did do your carbo loading, generally for about three days before the marathon. And I know that for those three days where I was starving myself of carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. I was crabby as hell. I I was not pleasant Mm -hmm. to be around. And I also learned how hard it is to avoid them because you'd you'd go to a restaurant. First thing they do is put some bread on your table and say, go help yourself (laughs) to the salad bar. So, uh, but but again, but you really can't get yourself in that state of ketosis, as you're saying, in in those three days, the way we were doing to pre-carbo load. Yeah, there's varying levels of degrees of ketosis, like you might be producing ketones, which is great. Yes, you are in the state of ketosis then in that three day period, but for a longer term, essentially avenue to heal and lose the weight and, you know, really overall, like overhaul your health, you really need to stick to it for six to eight weeks. So you're getting your body into a fat adapted state. So, um, so there's two fuels, as most of your listeners know, you run on carbs, or you can run actually on ketones. So it's a dual fuel, essentially, your body runs on both. Um, But as the science and stuff, and listen, we can argue all day long. um, But there is a lot of science that supports, um, you know, actually, your body prefers running on ketones, your brain prefers ketones as well. Um, But again, I say this with the caveat that, yes, the science might show for those types of people, but do what works best for you. I'm a non-traditional nutrition keto coach because (laughs) I want everybody to make sure that they're doing what's best for them because it does creating, it does create like a mind complex a lot of the times, like trying to do ketosis right or the keto diet right. But I just want to say that with the caveat, like, yes, there's a lot of power to it. Is it easy? No. Um, But we have the cheat code by drinking ketones too. So. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So in your journey, so when, when you had this inflammation that was mm-hmm. the aftermath of this meniscus surgery you had, what, mm-hmm. what caused the inflammation? Did they ever come up with an answer for you? Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, it was a 15 year journey. We don't have 15, <laughs> 15 years to discuss all that or right, right. however long. So I was diagnosed and I don't like to say this because it's a mindset thing for me. I don't like to claim like I have blah, blah, blah. So I was diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis, which is a fancy fun term for inflammation in your body. Um, And mostly it prevents, it presents in men in the back, but I am a female and I had a lot of knee issues. Like my knees were replaced, but I had a lot of knee damage. So, and joint damage versus just my back. My back's actually pretty mobile. Um, so once I got that diagnosis, um, I started to do traditional therapy treatments and stuff like that and was prepped enough to be able to have all the surgeries that I did to correct those joints. Um, 
And I am now a pretty functional human. Is my autoimmune disease gone? No, but it's significantly manageable. I can do 12 plus hour days. I can walk, I can run, I I can't run, but I can kind of (laughs) jog. I can horribly golf. And uh, yeah, that's, I have my life back because of implementing lifestyle mindset and supplements to my overall uh, journey. Wow. Well, I mean, I, you know, again, we don't have time probably to go through all the things <laughs> you went through or supplements yeah. you took and everything, but what a uh, mind fuck you probably had going on for yeah. 15 years. I mean, I'm sure that was horribly depressing, especially when you were starting as a college student, this is going on, all your friends are wanting to do stuff the way college kids do and, yeah. or even, you know, post that. So um, I would imagine mentally, this was a, a very tough struggle for you, huh? Yeah. I mean, the reason why I do what I do and ultimately what I care about the most is creating a community virtually and um, eventually in person, uh, um, (laughs) a really just a support system. I remember I was living in San Diego and like I was in a very dark place and I drive by La Jolla Shores and a full transparency. I wanted to drive my car off the cliff just because I didn't want to be in pain. Thankfully, I, you know, just didn't. Uh, but it, you know, my, the thoughts had crossed my mind and I knew at that point that was like right around the time I was like, okay, I really need to like figure something out. And ultimately the catalyst to my healing to taking control was when I went to go visit my dad and I could like barely take my bag from like the baggage claim. And I was so deformed with my joints and my body that I was like walking on my toes. My eyes were so sunken in. I was so, severely like underweight. Cause I would just do this whole on again, off again, like a couple weeks doing cleanses and fasting and like, just not calorie restricting on purpose, but like I was eating like kale and chicken. And then I would go periods of time where I'd be like, F this, this doesn't work. And then I would get super hammered on tequila and <laughs> eat burritos. Right. So, I, it was just like, I relate so much to the emotional connection to food. And, you know, I might have not battled and needed to have significant weight to lose, but my body composition has varied and my relationships to food have varied. And I ultimately love teaching that over just diet specifics. And the mindfuck stuff is what I like to navigate because I personally had to navigate all of it as well. So that's what I do what I do because... I get it. <laughs> right, right. And I definitely want to talk about the relationship to food portion of this. I think that's hugely yeah. important here. But I do remember reading, though, that your dad was huge in terms of making you basically turn the corner, correct? Yeah, I'm getting a little like, I still, like, anytime anybody talks about that moment, like, I still get a, like, a reaction and just get emotional because um, he literally said to me, and this is going to sound very horrible, but if you knew my dad and you understood you know, um, him and just our family dynamic as well. We're very direct and I am that kind of way as well, but it was the pattern interrupt that I needed, um, to get myself out of like my own bullshit and actually like commit to putting myself first. But he looked at me, it was like, Mandy, you look like shit. And I was like, and I started to sob. He wasn't wrong. So it was like, (laughs) okay like it was he was right like it was fully and it was just like so then it kind of that was the breakdown to have the breakthrough it was like I just started to sob I was so scared like financially what do I do I was a server at the time somehow I don't even know ultimately I think that actually saved a lot of my body mobility um despite having how bad it was I actually think that being a server and bartender was like good thing um and he was like because I just was always independent like he was like, you need to go do your job. Uh, so at 15, yeah. I just started working and like doing all this stuff. So everything was on me. So every time I would think about, okay, well, one, how do I afford surgeries? How do I afford taking off? Like, I'm going to go homeless. Like, it was just a lot of like obstacles in my way that I never really actually communicated to my family, nor did I really even know how to articulate what was wrong with me because I was just popping Advils trying to manage as best I could. So when he looked at me, and was like, you look like shit. I was like, yeah that's fair. And then (laughs) like, you're not wrong. So that was the breakdown to have a breakthrough. Yeah. So that, that didn't become an argument with your dad. You were like, yeah, you're, you're right. I do look like shit. Yeah. I feel like shit and I need to do something for sure. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody seems to need to have that moment where they're staring at the, you know, they're standing at the top of the cliff, or you know, we always hear the term rock hit rock bottom, whatever it is. Yeah. But um, but that definitely turned around, starting really your relationship with food in a way. I guess is it where it came down to, or was it more of okay, I need to find a solution for the inflammation. It was really more not about the food. I knew that I had food relationship issues because I just kept it's not just the one size fits all. It's not just about the food. It's not just about the supplements or anything. It's a total package. Right. And I was making it about the food, but it was a, a lot more than that too. Like, obviously I have autoimmune issues. You can't shut your DNA off with food. You can over time possibly, but it's not, again, one size fits all for just me personally. I was just trying to find a needle sure. in the haystack. So it was causing more of a complex. And then then you follow these blogs or like these people or authorities on doing the diets and you're like, Oh my God, I need, cause I was doing paleo a lot at the time. And I was like, I need to do it at the Mark Sisson says I have to do it this way. <laughs> and it's like, Mark Sisson's not in my kitchen. You know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> I don't have a relationship or responsibility to him, but, but this is what I mean. And this is what a lot of my clients also struggle with too. It's like you pull up how to do a diet and then you read it and you're like, Oh my God, well, I hope I'm doing this right. So then it would just kind of, that would trigger just like this fear and panic and shame. So that was the food relationship. And then you do it and then you don't see the results. And then you do this self-sabotaging behavior of, well, fuck this. It's not working, whatever, right. but it's not really just the diet. It's, a total, it's more mind stuff than anything. So, yeah. Now, a lot of people have issues with food relationships, you know, specifically um, bulimics or um, anorexics typically tend to be towards the, the perfectionist side of, of personality. Mm -hmm. Would you say you fit into that kind of category or is this something totally different? Um, no, I think that those are definitely different categories. Yeah. Um, just not, not eating at all or then, or self punishing through not eating or fasting or whatever. So not eating and then bulimics, you know, just purge or binge and purge or whatever. I'm, I'm saying more of an emotional connection to, okay, like I'm having a really stressed out day. Um, I'm going to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's F the plan. I don't care. <laughs> like those types of things, but also to fearing food, around like, oh my God, this is going to trigger my inflammation right. or I'm afraid to eat. Like I see this a lot in like keto groups. People are like, well, I picked the tomatoes off of my salad. I'm like, like, yes, tomatoes have carbohydrates and they do burn down to glucose, but like no one got fat from tomatoes. Like, babe, eat your tomatoes. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's those, like, it's just that drama. Like I, my funny line is like ditch the diet drama, but we create this drama around what we're eating in it, but it doesn't have to be that dramatic. We create it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know people who are like, like gluten intolerant people. Uh, what do you call that? Um, yeah. Gluten. Celiac. Celiac. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and they go kind of crazy, but Oh my God, does this have this, you know, gluten in it or whatever. And, and, and it's legit. I mean, but still it, it does create that mindset of almost paranoia with what you're putting yeah. in your mouth. And so, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm well, sorry. And then one thing about that too, that this sounds really kind of spiritual or woo woo or whatever. Um, but it actually is fundamentally true. Like if you have a belief system right before that you're eating, um, you know, something or whatever, and you have a belief system subconsciously that that's going to trigger you, that actually is also as equally as, um, impactful as, you the actual food choice right like if you're going to eat a cupcake and you are going to stress on that cupcake for the carbs and sugar that it has and you're believing and you're literally eating it in a negative energy space where oh my god I can't believe I'm eating this but it's so delicious da, 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 da. like your energy and your vibration around that is actually and the stress level that it causes by eating that is as impactful so people forget that. So I kind of actually what I do with some of my clients is like, I want you to just be grateful for the food and appreciate it. I know it sounds very weird, but it really does help <laughs> right. um, calm the just like the thought process behind the food as well. 
Well, there's certainly a, a very strong component to the whole guilt complex that people get. Yes. And you don't have to be Catholic oh. or Jewish or whatever, but oh. yeah, <laughs> right. Um, Catholic school, 13 years for me here. Oh boy, there you go. You know all about it. Here comes the nun. Oh, sure, <laughs> yeah, gone. Right. But yeah, I mean, people, they... they it tends to be the first step towards cascading downhill. I mean, an alcoholic is a perfect example. I mean, they yeah. they have a drink and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I screwed up. I'm a bad person, so I might as well just keep doing it. Yeah, and that's the self the self-sabotaging behavior of it. And of course, there's like so much to unearth there with addiction and whatnot. And it's really not ultimately about the food, the food or whatever the the substance is. It's not about that specifically. It's more like the healing and the trauma and things that you're trying to avoid by doing the self-sabotaging behavior. It's the behavior. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you found keto or, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you, you found immediate benefits from drinking this. Is there a way to get ketos, you know, um, ketones, I should say, through food? Or is it better to do it the way, you know, through drinks or other, whatever means there are out there? Um, I, I truly believe that drinking ketones every day will prolong and help heal your life, period, end of story. Um, because the work that it takes to do the actual ketogenic diet is difficult. And the commitment level there, like when do you have a, and even if you do it for eight weeks, right? When do you have a solid run of no social engagements, no craziness in your life to where you could execute a meat, veggies, healthy fats diet only for X, Y, Z time to get your body in a therapeutic state of ketosis naturally, right? Like we have the cheat code. So like, why would you walk to the store if you could drive same concept here? Um, but I say that with the caveat of ketones are a great tool and resource for you. They're not the, solution to all of the other mindset, why aren't we doing the diet type healing work that needs to be done as well. Um, I'm not one of these. Yes, I like I said, love selling ketones. They're amazing. Love the community and the company that I work for. But I will never be one of those people that's going to say, please drink this. You don't need to do anything else because there's so much other work that needs to be done. And my job on this earth is to take my mess and my (laughs) everything that I've went through to really help heal from a foundational level, not not just to band-aid solution things as well. So I think that, yes, there is a power in doing keto diet. I actually did. I love doing keto. I do 90% meat, veggies, healthy fats. Um, but then I have a little fun with some chicken and waffles down here in the South. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Waffle House is pretty uh, hard to avoid down there, isn't it? <laughs> I actually am not a fan of Waffle House. Sorry, Waffle House, if you ever listen to this. Um, <laughs> but I love our little local brunch place, southern brunch places. They're like my kryptonite. But that's why you utilize your tools to you know recalibrate and get back on and not make it um, one cheat a cheat month. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, I know my my folks live in Savannah, Georgia, and um, there's an awful lot of uh, getting knocked off course when anybody visits Paula Dean's restaurants there. You know, <laughs> oh, we have one here. I was actually I did Thanksgiving there once. It was actually pretty good. Oh, I'm sure it's very good, but uh, yeah, you, you spent. But there was a week. no keto happening that right. day. Well, regardless of Thanksgiving or not, well, I, I fully send on having apple pie on Thanksgiving. So, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So describe how you envision the keto diet. What what comprises that, you know, for somebody who would like to maybe get into drinking ketones and then of course living the keto diet there that will keep them on the right track. Yeah. So I think first and foremost, just establish what is going to work for you. People get caught up because there's so much information and people, again, Um, I'm a non-traditional keto coach. So yes, if you pulled up um, Dr. Ryan Lowry on ketogenic.com, we'll actually got certified through him, but uh, through them. But (laughs) um, if you go on ketogenic.com, kind of like the step one is like, figure out your macros, count, do all of that. And I think that that actually is step three. And step one is to really establish why you're doing what you're doing, what your outcomes are. And ultimately, like what will work for you um, first. But generally speaking, if somebody wants to do a ketogenic diet, 
it literally is pick a meat. And I'm not saying like just bacon, like pick a ribeye steak or pork or chicken or real seafood or stuff like that, like real cuts of meat or seafood, cook it in a healthy fat and pair it with a green leafy non-starchy vegetable. It is that simple, but it's so overcomplicated because you go on Pinterest and then you're reading, we'll have to have high fat. And then people are eating pounds and pounds of cheese and sucking down so much MCT oil. And then it just, they don't move forward because they're doing what would be looked at as a ketogenic or a keto approved recipe, but they're eating so much cheese and so much fat that they don't formulate their diets appropriately. And it just is uncomfortable, right? right? So rip it down as simple as possible. Pick a meat, pick a veggie, cook it in a healthy fat and do that. <laughs> gotcha. So cheese, uh, obviously dairy. Is dairy something that's discouraged? I like, that's the thing. It's like, it gets, most people actually can't digest cheese and they have a histamine response to it. Um, if you tolerate cheese, go ahead. Like I do a little cheese on my broccoli, but it, where people get into trouble is like, Oh, what's, I'm going to do a taco Tuesday. And then they do like bags of cheese (laughs) and make like, they make these taco bowls full of like the entire bag of cheese, not really realizing that that bag of cheese also has 500 calories in it that they could have just had a little bit of cheese and then eat the meat and the veggies, you know? Right. So it's just formulation matters. Yes. Calories do matter. But like, if you're eating a well-formulated meat veggie diet, you're not going to really have to worry about calories, so to speak. But again, formulation and quality of food matters. Gotcha. And when you say formulation and quality, what, what are we looking for here? Like clean eating. Like, so there's hundreds now cause it's like the trendy diet. Right. But Also, keto has been around since the 1920s. It is not a trendy diet. Just people are really realizing, same like me, the power of getting your body in a state of ketosis. So um, it's not really a fad, but it has taken on a fad kind of perception just because um, (laughs) all the (laughs) Yeah, well, well, there's so many out there. I mean, you know, we we could uh, name dozens of fad diets and and we'd still only name 5% of them that are out there. So, Oh, my God, I know, right? Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So where people get in trouble is like, oh, this has keto on it and then I'm going to eat it. And it's the packaging and all of that. If you're eating a well-formulated diet, what I mean by that is mostly protein. Again, a really nice heavy cut of meat or chicken or whatever feels good to you. Meats, cook it in a healthy fat with a veggie. Like it's that simple, but we just overcomplicate it so much that it's you actually self-sabotage by overcomplicating it, but it's that simple. And people are like, really, is that, it's that simple? I'm like, yes, it really is that simple. So if you're eating mostly a meat and a veggie cooked in healthy fat, you're on the right track. Okay. And they don't have to choose one kind, say beef and just stick with beef. They can go beef one time and chicken yeah. another. And okay. Okay. Gotcha. The point that the point there is one, you're not going to have to worry about, like I said, the tomatoes, like people are like, Oh, it's carbs. It's like, okay, stop worrying about, the carbs and the that and worry more about eating a good quality piece of protein um, because your protein is really going to give you all the sustenance and nutrients and stuff like that that you really need. And then cooking in the healthy fat will get your healthy fats in and then veggies. You can't go wrong with veggies. Okay. So when you say cook it in a healthy fat, I mean, if I were to throw a piece of meat on the grill, it's not in any kind of fat then. Are you saying that it would be better to cook it in a pan on the stove in a certain kind of oil, which I, I don't know what what you de- define as that healthy oil. I mean, whether it's avocado oil or canola oil, whatever. Are you saying better off to do it that way than on the grill? Yeah, I mean, fully support grilling for sure. Um, but most people, I, you're bringing up a good perception now or perspective for me that I didn't really <laughs> even think about. Right. Um, um, but yeah, so get on with your bad grill self go ahead and do that. Um, but then go cook your broccoli and some butter or cook okay. it in ghee, which is clarified butter or um, avocado oil or olive oil. But canola oil definitely is inflammatory hmm. um, All right. because it's made with just canola and that's, you know, just inflammatory in general. Um, and yeah, if you're just 
and the reason why I say it just like cook it in a healthy fat is because again, people just like overconsume the MCT oil because MCT oil, yes, will help support and help you produce ketones. But people are like, well, I'm supposed to drink this. It's going to burn my body fat. But then they're consuming (laughs) tablespoons of MCT oil. They do that four times a day. Not only does that cause a massive disruption in your gut microbiome. So you can imagine what happens later in the day, but, um, (laughs) they're also over consuming. So like one tablespoon of MCT oil is like a hundred calories. So they're just doing all of these MCT shots for 500 extra calories on top of it. They're not really moving their body weight forward. If you have body fat to lose, let your body fat burn for fuel, not the one that you're not the fat that you're consuming. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So what, what are the healthy oils? We, We mentioned avocado would, um, um, what, which olive oil, uh, those are the kind of oils you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So MCT oil, coconut oil, you can do refined or unrefined. So refined is the non-flavored and then unrefined is the coconut flavor. So whatever recipe you're doing, you could use either of that. I really like coconut oil a lot is the reason why I like that is because it has this high smoking point mm. and a lot easier and better to cook with, um, than an olive oil. Um, I personally like butter or ghee, um, I like butter just because it's like a fla- it has a little bit more flavor. It's not just like oily. Um, or if you know if you're doing the grill thing right and you're not really down for veggies, like have a side of avocado or guacamole or something like that to have that a little bit of healthy fat. You want the fat to ultimately help you produce your own ketones, but there is a little bit of an issue there because of the overconsumption of fat and then not letting your actual body fat burn, and then that fat that you're consuming is just burning. So we want to make sure that we're burning our body fat as well as the actual fat we're consuming. So I just simplify it there. But of course, there's always exceptions to the rule or, again, do what works best for you. Gotcha. Okay. What, what if somebody says, hey, I'm plant-based and I, I want my protein to be legumes or nuts or, you know, again, non-animal sources. Is that mm-hmm. acceptable in the, in the keto diet? Um, not for keto specifically, um, to get your body into the ketosis diet, it really has nothing to do with the actual proteins and it's more just the carb restrictions. So, you know, if you're a vegan vegetarian, um, then I would just really ultimately just be eating veggies cooked in healthy fats and then whatever protein source you want, maybe it's a protein shake that feels good to you or whatever. I would support that. I'm not educated enough to like fully coach a vegetarian keto diet. But I do know if you are interested in that, head to ketogenic.com. I think there's a whole bunch of articles and resources there. If you wanted to do the veggie keto diet, I just am for me personally, what works for me and what works for a lot of the people that I work with is eating protein source from animals. But again, I'm not a non-traditional person and I fully (laughs) support whatever diet you want to do. Right. Ultimately just navigating the mindset stuff too. So if somebody came to me was a vegetarian, we would work together. I would do some research or just call in another expert to kind of educate on that aspect. And then we would work together on more executing that or figuring out why we're not executing that. So you're not egotistical so much that you already have all the answers, right? No, I love I'm it. not. No, it's great. And I'm not going to be this person that's like, um, you know, saying that or taking a picture of my food and like, I'm enjoying bread, but like, I won't show that. Like, I want you to do a lifestyle that truly helps. Like, right. does, chick- does chicken and waffles really help my inflammation situation? No. But is it delicious and it makes me feel good and I'm not doing it from an emotional place or a self-sabotage place and I'm just simply doing it on occasion to enjoy it? There's nothing wrong with that because my mindset's okay around it. And that's what I just want ultimately everybody to feel good about. That's sure. why I'm not a, I'm never a zealot. I'm never like the keto police <laughs> oh, the, the keto groups, man, people, I am the keto nutritionist and the people that beat each other up over their way or the right way, the only right, right according to who? Yeah. No, I think the only places those are acceptable is with sports teams. You know, I mean, obviously some people are that way politically. We don't want to deal with that. Yeah. But, you know, people are pretty much, they're absolute with their sports teams. I mean, you know, the Red Sox suck. I mean, I'm, that's never mm-hmm. going to change. There's no gray area there. So, you know, I, I totally get what you're saying there. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's enough chaos and duality and um, polarity in the world. We do not need to worry about 
Because quite frankly, it's none of anybody's business how you are fueling your body anyway. You don't justify or need to justify what you're doing to make yourself a better version of yourself. So that's I love that. Yeah, that's great. Very cool. So uh, when you tell people to eat vegetables and you're saying, you know, stay away from the starchy stuff. So what are the quote acceptable acceptable vegetables? And of course, we can't list them all, but you know, kind of the, you know, the the broccoli, the cauliflower, the Brussels sprouts, uh, you know, whatever. What, What would you put alongside that steak or barbecue chicken or whatever? Yeah. Um, I mean, exactly what you said, broccoli, asparagus, cauliflower, um, you know, just your green leafy stuff, arugula, lettuce, um, romaine, like any of that stuff is great. Um, I'm probably blanking now cause I'm like put on the spot, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean like just green, just eat your vegetables. You know, um, I, what did I have yesterday? I had carrots and celery and some boiled eggs for lunch just cause it's too damn hot. And I <laughs> feel like cooking. So I just threw that in a bowl and just came up and started working here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, some days I just eat up an, I just eat a steak and that's what it feels good to me. Um, but then sometimes I'll eat, you know, a salad, like I'll literally eat a bowl of arugula with like a little feta cheese and some olive oil and lemon. It really is just ultimately like what I have in the fridge. I am not a meal prepper at all. I have meal plans, but I don't prep. I make mostly everything in an air fryer or bake it in the oven. We're not allowed to have a grill here, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I mean, like, it's just, I just do what, ever I'm in the mood for. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, I'd say the air fryer has revolutionized my oh. eating so much. I got one of those a year ago and it's like, I, I like ba- buy bags of Brussels sprouts now, which I never did before. Yeah. I mean, uh, Brussels sprouts are okay. I mean, I've never had anything against them, but now they're like a go-to. It's, it's, it's just so funny. I'll just toss in, toss them in some olive oil and some garlic powder and maybe some red pepper flakes. And man, that is good. I'm coming to your house. Um, yeah, no, I love that. And pro tip, if you sprinkle a little baking powder on your Brussels sprouts or your wings or any sort of thing that you're trying to crisp, it will actually dehydrate the um, the skin or Brussels sprouts or whatever you're doing. It just gives it a little bit more of a crisp. So baking extra, powder, a little baking powder, okay. like, you know, don't dump the whole thing in there, but like a little bit, just coat it in there and then season it up. Right. Ooh, okay. Game changer. Can't wait to follow up with you and find out how you like that. I am going to try that for sure tomorrow. I'm going to the Rockies game tonight, so it won't be tonight, but I'll, I'll try that tomorrow. That's that's very Perfect. cool. Thanks. So what, what should people avoid? So the potatoes, corn, rice, I'm guessing here. Yeah, yeah. So potatoes, corn, rice, um, tortilla. Like, oh, See, and that's the other thing, too. People see like low-carb keto tortillas or bread or whatever, but okay. Yeah. You can somehow manufacture these low carb tortillas and then manipulate the, the label to be more of a low carb. But the problem is people eat this over and over again. It does not matter if the label says zero calories, zero sugar, zero carbs, the response in your body based on that ingredient matters more. It's important to be aware of not only just what the nutrition number says and actually pay way more attention to the ingredients um, because gluten, for example, or wheat will cause an insulin response in your body, regardless of how low carb that is. So again, people just are like, all right, well, it says low carb on here and it actually does have a response. So yeah, anything starchy, um, you know, gluten, uh, sucralose, maldextrin, these fake sugars, hmm. chemical sugars in there as well are tricky things. Like people will drink um, the sports drinks that have the electrolytes in them, but they drink them. Listen, again, I'm not a zealot, but like they drink them every day. They're not designed to be drinking ev- drunk no. every day. They're there to have like a, a treat or an enjoyment, but people are like, oh, well, it's, I'm switching. I'm doing the zero Powerade zeros, blah, blah, blah. But like, you're not seeing results because you're actually not getting in ketosis and you think that you are. So just paying attention to the ingredients really does matter. Gotcha. But you eliminate that overwhelm and confusion if you stick to, if it's a meat or a veggie cooked in healthy fat. So right. ultimately the packaging stuff shouldn't really be 
the crux of your diet anyway, but that's where people go wrong. Yeah. And, and you led me to a packaging question that I had for you is that yeah. a lot of times you go in the store, you see a label either on the shelf or on the product itself that says keto friendly or whatever it does. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, there's even vegan junk food out there. I mean, yeah. so, so uh, is there, does that keto label mean anything to us really before, rather than just read the label and see what's in there and make your own educated decision? Yeah. So for example, and I'm not like, I'm not that picky just because I'm not like for me personally, but for anyone. Right. So I went to Costco and I got these keto clusters and I didn't even look, well, I ordered them from Instacart. So I got them (laughs) delivered. So I didn't check the ingredients, but I just, I made the assumption. I do this a lot sometimes. Like it happens to me frequently and I'm a Oh, I should have known better to like turn it over. Right. Most times I do check, but I just, I was like, oh, keto clusters. I'm sure it's just nuts and seeds. Well, there's brown rice syrup in there. So yeah, that's low glycemic brown rice syrup, but it still would have a reaction. So technically, no, that's not by definition a keto thing because brown rice syrup, regardless of how low glycemic it right. is, it's still not technically keto but again there's a million and one ways to do it so (laughs) i'm not a big deal i enjoyed my keto clusters not a big deal but yeah like just paying attention but ultimately what i would say is like really pay attention so there's brands i don't want to name that because i really want to get sued someday i feel like (laughs) i right um but uh if you remember back in the 19 like 1990s that uh person dr atkins right (laughs) also uh, has now a brand full of keto products, right? But like he would roll over in his grave because they're actually not. Um, it's more a maldextrin succulose chemical shitstorm that will mess your gut microbiome up, will cause you hormone imbalances, will make you feel sluggish because just because it says the keto label on it does not mean that it actually is. If you can't really pronounce it, understand it, read it, you shouldn't really be consuming it. Or if you're going to consume it, have it with the contingency that it's a treat, not I'm doing this every day because I'm doing the keto diet. Right. This is technically keto, you know? So it's just that perspective of labels and, you know, we don't want to take all of our poor habits and then replace them with fake keto substitutes you know what i mean or technically keto substitutes if that makes sense yeah yeah no and and one of the key things you said is dr atkins and grave (laughs) that's where he is but that's just a a rotten joke but any case (laughs) but but the point you make that that's really good though is that if you've happened to eat in these keto clusters or some other you know keto junk food or you know it hasn't knocked you off the wagon and, and sent you on this horrible spiral back into poor eating ways. And, and that's, that's huge because that's yeah. the thing we really want to avoid ultimately. Yeah. And I mean like, okay, so if I go out to breakfast and I'm doing keto or I'm like, you know, that's just where I'm at or I'm not having a cheat day that day, but I still want to go out with my friends. Um, you know, I'll have like a sausage, like I'll get sausage, right? Well, sausage is processed and probably does have a little bit of sugar in it. Am I going to freak out because there's a little bit of like sugar in my sausage? No, but I just had a client the other day that's been really frustrated with her sugar cravings. And I was like, send me everything that you're eating. Cause I couldn't understand it. She's like, I'm eating very high protein. Um, <clears throat> Cause ultimately the higher the protein, like the more nutrients that you will be absorbing. Yeah. Um, and it actually shuts off that need for carbs, the more high protein and like the longer you're on the diet. So you're going to lessen your dependency on carbohydrates, the more you're eating clean, keto. Well, she sent me the label of the sausage patties. Well, on the freaking front of it, it says flavored with caramel color or something caramel color. And I was like, well, that's concerning. Show me the back label. Well, it's like dextrose and like all of this stuff. And it's like, okay, maybe that sausage was, could have been something that I would have eaten at the brunch place one time. She's consuming it every single day and then wondering why her carb cravings are or her sugar cravings are being perpetuated well it's being perpetuated because that dextrose is right. still a sugar absolutely so, yeah it's just 
again, it's so individual. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we can go in a long discussion about how they've put sugar and, and salt into just about everything in our diets. And oh my God, I know. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you are trying to be vegan or keto or what have you, but the sugar is, is the common enemy out there, isn't it? Yeah. And like people, so people will go to like fast food chains and then get the burger patties, no bun. Okay. Yes. Is that a great decision? based on where maybe you were at for sure. But like they're doing it daily, not understanding that that beef has who knows what kind of chemicals are in it. And right. yeah, it's technically a meat and a veggie and a healthy fat, but like the sourcing of that and not really knowing what mystery meat it is, you're still going to the fast food place. That's ultimately not the best. Now, if I'm going on a road trip and that's the only thing that I have and I'm starving then I'm probably going to stop there and just fill up and it is what it is. But, you know, you're you do doing the best, best you can, right? Yeah, yeah you absolutely. Don't freak out. Like, stop. Like, yeah, it, again, it goes back to that guilt and shame of like, oh, well, great. Like, I didn't do my keto or, oh, my God, it has chemicals in it. Oh, my God. No, listen, I love me some Sour Patch Kids and some chemicals and all the things. <laughs> right. On a, but on occasion, because it's that's the way it's designed to be consumed or it's supposed to be treats, not dependent right you're not supposed to be dependent on it so yep understandable and you know the so people don't even realize like the buns at a fast death place i don't even call them fast food they're fast death or <laughs> or um even those the wraps they have are almost pure sugar it, it is amazing and people don't even understand that part oh my goodness you know this is actually giving me a good idea to do a facebook live on like the meat sourcing of fast food just so people understand thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's true. Yeah, you yep. just gotta you gotta look at the labels or if you don't if you're tired of reading labels, just eat meat, veggies, and healthy fat. There you go. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna lead me into the ultimate question here for the listeners of this podcast who are quite a few are long distance runners. Um, I'm sure you're excited to have, you know, obviously we've been fed the line for decades that we need carbohydrates to be able to run everything from a 10K up to an ultra marathon. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of people who are exceptions to that. I, I know a guy on the Western Slope of Colorado who is a very keto guy who runs ultra marathons. Mm -hmm. But what would you tell the average ultra marathoner who, or just distance runner who really thinks, I've got a carb load or, I've, or I'm, I'm fueling on carbohydrates to train and to race versus you know how you would do that within the keto world? So... I would ask, how do you know that it's for you if you've never tried the other solution? Okay. So, or other option, right? right? Like you don't know until you don't, you don't know. So this is like the conversation about being a zealot, like, okay, well, I have to, like, this is what we're told. Well, how many times have we been told things? And then, oops, sorry, mm -hmm. I was wrong. Right. But I don't think that there's a right or wrong way. Obviously, people have been doing this for way longer. I'm not really the expert on endurance. Um, but I would say that there are studies from ASPI down in Tampa. So they do, it's a basically a ketogenic uh, research clinic where they okay. work with athletes and endurance runners and things like that. So there is case studies and ultimately studies that show that doing running on ketones is a better priority fuel source for your body. But again, if you're doing the damn thing with <laughs> right. eating carbs and pasta prior to your race, then keep doing it. You know, if it's working for you, great. But if it's not working for you and you ultimately haven't been intuitively being like, well, maybe I should try it, then maybe you should maybe try it. You don't know until yeah. it works for you or you do it. So that's just where I fully support anyone. But there is studies and science um, out there. I think I have an article or something if whoever wants to reach out or whatnot, or I'll send it to you and you can put it in the show notes, but yeah. I can find some articles for you um, that just show that. But again, there also is seek and you shall find, right? So if we can all make a case for veganism, we can all make a case for vegetarians and carnivore diets and keto diets and everything, right? There are studies that support every single way regardless, right. but you don't know until you really just do it for yourself. So Oh, absolutely. You know, we are an experiment of one, as they say. And, yeah. you know, I tell every runner I coach that uh, you've got to practice, you know, how you're going to fuel yourself in a race and in training. 
And, um, you know, there's a reason why there's so many different replacement drinks and recovery foods and, you know, all these things are out there because things work differently for people. And sometimes even some things work in training that don't work in races. I found that out the hard way sometimes. And I've also found that um, I can eat all sorts of crazy stuff in races. And, you know, I mean, I've eaten everything from pizza to shrimp to bacon Mm. to... Um, I mean, things that have been at aid stations where I said, okay, I, I always tell people, don't try something you haven't practiced before. And I'm out in the middle of a race in the middle of Wyoming in the wilderness, and somebody's got a tray of shrimp out there. This was years ago, and it's like, okay, I'm not turning down shrimp. So, I, you yeah. know, out in the middle of the Wyoming wilderness, so I ate shrimp. I didn't die. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But even so. No, I love that. And I think, you know, drink some keto. Like, if you don't want to do the full diet contact me and let's get you some drinking some ketones because there are studies that actually utilize drinking our product with running and endurance. So, you know, cheat code your way there, try it out and see if it works. If you're like, oh crap, this is actually like amazing for you or you push, you know, past or do the things and it's working for you or it works for you, then explore the diet too. But um, just don't be a zealot. (laughs) (laughs) right that's or i guess i guess since i can say this don't be an asshole like just do what works for you you know like absolutely (laughs) like no one likes an asshole you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i I could give some examples you know red sox fans like each other but no i'm like quit picking on the red sox you are on the sports man i love it oh yeah no i just got through a whole week of um we had the all-star game here in denver and so i was just at all-star game uh games and activities and everything for the whole week so i'm I'm kind of baseballed uh out right now a little bit but no sports is my whole life i hate to say it's i'm very un uh what we'd call undiversified or whatever (laughs) um i'm not really into nfl i watch golf a little bit um but i'm super into college football like penn state is my that's my jam like every saturday in the fall don't bother me i am not available (laughs) penn state how did that happen did did you live up there yeah so i was actually born and raised in pennsylvania my whole entire family generations over generations went to penn state i was the first to break the generational consecutive run and ultimately my dad's like you're not even gonna apply and I was like no because if I'm not gonna go to a four-year school like because our valedictorian didn't even get into Penn State so it's like why am I (laughs) the main one you know like I could have gotten into satellite campus but then you do two years at one and then two years another so I was just like save your 50 bucks and your extra tuition and I went to a small Millersville University in Lancaster Pennsylvania yep I know it yep Amish people trotting down while I'm trying to just drive to my class and um, graduated in three and a half years. I have no idea how I did that because I was pretty much drunk the entire college career. Impressive. I (laughs) I know. I don't know. And I look back on those days and I'm like, because now I have like two drinks and I'm like, good night. So I can't anymore, but I have no idea. I graduated in three and a half years and just still a Penn State fan, just not an alumni. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, uh, you know where I went to school? Where? I went to Penn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, you're familiar. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. No, Amazing. I had a lot of people asking me all the time about Joe Paterno, and I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the other school. Yep. No. <laughs> mm, yeah. And then Paul Pazbluzny used to play for Penn State. So, when he was playing in a season, um, people would text me and be like, do you know him? And I'm like, no, it's completely different spelling, right. but... But thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, very cool. Yeah. Nope. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, com- I I competed for girls with a lot of um, guys who were football players at Penn State, and mm. you know, just it's just I, I lost every time. But oh well, whole nother story. <laughs> hey, well, I would pick you over a football player for sure. So. <laughs> oh well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, don't quite have that bulk anymore. So, uh, in any case, but but you talk about uh, drinking the ketones though. Yeah. And you have um you, you know, you mentioned you you sell these, you do you probably have an offer for listeners of the We Are Superman podcast, I bet, if they want to uh, take you up on your offer to drink ketones, right? Yeah, for sure. Um I will I have a try I've like a whole bunch of different ways to get started. Um, we do a $99 drink your ketones challenge. Um, nice. you can go to 
drink, just drink the stuff.com and it will take you right to the page. So it is a challenge. You get a whole bunch of different flavors. You get decaf and regular. You can do one pack a day for 20 days, or you can do twice a day for 10 days, whatever works for you. Um, what I always say is just start out with one pack a day. Um, but if I see that order go through or you contact me through any of my social media, you will also get my 10 day tune up program. So my 10 day tune up program is just checklists, recipe guides, um, really how to implement utilizing pure therapeutic ketones with the ketogenic diet as well. And then you get a whole training series, um, 10 days of training and then 10 days of just like prompts. So I have an amazing community um, that you can join as well to um, just do your 10 day uh, challenge or tune up. And it really just is impactful. Like people will buy ketones and then do the 10 day over and over again, just to like recalibrate and get them back on track. But drink the ketones as well. And then just allows them to just relax and breathe and like have your chicken and waffles on occasion and <laughs> still stay, you know, on track to achieving your goals. Oh, very cool. So, um, so, so it becomes something that people drink on a daily basis. Is that kind of the, the concept here? Yeah. I mean, um, sometimes people like come off it and, or they start drinking it and then they, listen, I had a very, fr- dramatic first dose experience. Sometimes it takes people and I was just very, very, very sick. So the fact that I had these in my system and I I had amazing experience, that's not always the case. So I don't want to like, Oh my God, you're going to be like the most amazing. It could take up to 30 days once or twice a day for you to really start utilizing ketones. The beauty of them is that they're signaling properties in them. So it signals in the body where the ketones should really go heal, repair and, be used. So sometimes people can't feel the nervous system just relaxing. You can't, you can feel a little bit of the inflammation reduction, but maybe you have a little bit of more of an inflammation, not in a chronic state, but like your body just relaxes, right? Or some days where like I need mad, mad, crazy energy. (laughs) Sometimes I can't feel that energy, but I know that they're working, right? So they're doing its thing inside the body, but sometimes it does take people a couple, you know, a little bit, but if you're really wanting to test, come off of them for two or three days and compare how you're feeling on them versus off. It uh. will be a very more dramatic difference because sometimes like Saturdays are my day and I just don't drink ketones. I'm like, why am I in a bitchy mood? And I'm like, oh, uh, I need to not drink my ketones today. <laughs> right. So it's just the, the anti bitch you know, drink, right? <laughs> yeah, you just don't pay attention. And again, listen. Buy ketones, don't buy ketones. If it's for you, it's cool. I'm not this type of person that's like shoving it down your throat. I want you to be a better version of yourself, whatever that looks like to you. Beautiful. Yeah. So um, what are manifestations of inflammation that people might suddenly find out, oh, like that went away or whatever? I mean, obviously not everybody's in an extreme situation like you were in, but they may just like in their daily life, all of a sudden like, oh, wow, that's gone. That's like, I didn't even realize this was going on. Yeah. Um, I had, actually have, I have a video of my, um, uncle Ronnie, same thing. Like his ankle always bothered him, but like, it was just from a fracture. It wasn't like a chronic Mm. situation. Um, and he ultimately drank ketones was like, my ankle doesn't hurt. This is crazy. (laughs) Like, so it could be a little bit of like residual inflammation that you don't feel. Um, but listen, I can't really make a medical claim that's going to cure your right, right. fractured ankle inflammation situation. It is a tool to help you with energy um, just from a legality. It's FDA not going to cure with, cancer, heart disease, yeah, emphysema. Yeah, we're not going right. to cure your, all of your issues. <laughs> right. But um, we are, you know, there's amazing, so many different benefits. We can talk for four more hours on, you know, just sure. the power of them. But I just want to drill home as well. Like you can get these benefits as well from doing the diet. Yeah. It's- and obviously it's a great corrector for lifestyle choices that maybe we have, have ingrained in us for years, maybe decades, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cool. Cool. 
So, uh, Mandy, I, I really appreciate your time here. This has been fantastic. And I definitely, I will put in the show notes uh, ways for people to get a hold of you if they're interested in drinking their ketones and joining your coaching program, which yeah. what, what I love about it, it's not just like, hey, I'm going to dump some powder on you and away you go. You provide the whole coaching package, so to speak. And, you know, because you're really interested in getting people to evolve their whole relationship with their eating and, and with their bodies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to launching. I'm doing a food and feelings course. Um, haven't birthed it yet, but it's definitely something I'm really implementing and really just trying to see how can I get people to manage their food and manage their feelings. <laughs> That's. I think everybody wants to do that, right? <laughs> that could yeah, be just sure. when, when I'm driving, I need to manage my feelings a lot of the time, you know, and the traffic we have here. <laughs> oh my God. It's our East Coast for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, you're probably in vacation season there. You're probably seeing uh, all sorts of wacky tourist driving, huh? Yeah, let's just say I don't leave my house Friday to Sunday. <laughs> oh god. <right. laughs> yeah, I used to coach in a place where it was on a main highway heading up to the mountains and people used to just call it the RV and boat show. Mm-hmm. And they just simply would stay off the road on Friday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. It was just hopeless. Oh my lord. <laughs> yeah, not good. So, Mandy, where, where can people best find you? Yeah, so if you want to join my community, um, it's ketoclubwithmandy.com. On Instagram, at moremandypodlesney. Um, and then you can just find me on Facebook, just my last name, <laughs> Mandy Podlesney. Uh, you can just add me as a friend or just head to my business page. Either one is fine. Or and you can go to mandyp.com. <laughs> right, right. Okay. I was going to, Podlesny is P-O-D-L-E-S-N-Y, correct? Yes. Yep, yes, that's mine. Yes, yes. I told you, you I, I spelled perfectly. Yep. <laughs> and you good. said it beautifully. People do not, people are like, ah, it's not as scary as it looks. <laughs> it's just a nice Irish name, right? Only kidding. Uh, uh, well, oops. Yeah, I like, <laughs> right. You're I would, funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Polish? yeah eastern european somewhere we thought we were more polish but we're actually not um i know that my name means it of the woods um oh i like it yeah my sister did a 23 and me and we were eastern european um but i i don't yeah i know i'm I'm kind of eastern european (laughs) mishmash also we're all uh, (laughs) we're all mutts in some way yeah exactly yep so well that's cool well what else have we missed think that's it okay i think we i think we're good for now good good okay well i will certainly enter all this in our show notes so people can follow up i mean i think it's great to to share you know all your knowledge and uh you know obviously something that could really help a lot of people so i really appreciate your time in the we are superman podcast thank you so much mandy thank you you bet have a great day You, you too Thank you very much for listening to the We Are Superman podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best thing you can do is share it with your friends or on social media. And please take a minute and give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. These five-star ratings help us rise higher in the podcast services search algorithms, helping more people find our show. The We Are Superman podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. And please drop me a note and let me know what you think of the We Are Superman podcast. Your feedback is very important because I'd like to keep providing content that is meaningful to you on a similar kind of level that David was able to provide to you. Finally, I've enjoyed going to ball games, restaurants, and other places again, especially without a mask. So please get vaccinated so we don't slip back into the bizarro world of 2020. Until next time, always be positive. Positive.